Hi, this is Selena being perfectly imperfect recording episode three of um, a story worth listening to. So this chapter, if you want to call it episode, so I decided to tell my story about um, being in temporary accommodation about my journey because I think that everybody has an understanding, well they have a conception, preconception of what a homeless person is and what a homeless person looks like and generally it isn't the case in most cases. You know, there's a lot of people that live on the streets or that um, live in temporary accommodation that have had jobs, that have had lives, that have been super successful and something changed for them and that kind of was the breaking point. They were probably always on the edge but something changed so that could have been a relationship breakdown and they lost the job and all those things that hold us together um, and then they found themselves you know just you know when you hit the streets you've just totally given up you know there's there's interventions before you get to there but when you've when you've got to that point you have definitely definitely give up so um I spent almost three years in temporary accommodation, in all different types of accommodation. And um, the first two episodes were just um, talking about, you know, getting to that point almost. And so what I decided to do is not tell it in, just tell it randomly as as the as the stories come, the incident stories, whatever you want to call them, come um, to talk about them. So... I'm going to talk about a time when I was in dispersed accommodation. So you have emergency accommodation, you have temporary accommodation, you have B&Bs, you have hostels, and I've been in um, quite a few of those over the three years. And so dispersed accommodation is when you live on your own in the community, in in a property that could be, you know, you could be living next door to anybody really. Um, nine times out of ten, it's not the case. Um, you live in next to other people that are in temporary accommodation. And so, you know, at the time, and still now, I'm extremely grateful because, um, you know, after living with 33 women and then 10 women um, and sharing bathrooms, having my own space was absolutely amazing. And so I, I was in, when I got it, I was, you know, absolutely elated. I met some of the neighbours and there was this one particular time um, one of the neighbours, a young girl, um, you know, she had everything, everything going for her and she was, again, a prime example of how things, something can change and how things can change. Her children were taken off her for whatever reason, but I think it was a slow progression, you know, slowly but surely she was, um, whatever was happening because... You know, she had her own business. She had, you know, she had everything going for her, like I said. And so her kids were taken off her. And then she was put into um, this accommodation, dispersed accommodation. Um, And she met, she was with this guy who was taking drugs. And I think at the time she was taking drugs, if she still isn't now. And, you know, it was fine. There was no, there was no issues. Um, there was other people in the building that were doing exactly the same thing, but everything was fine. You know, there were 
as far as I could tell. Okay, people, they kept themselves to themselves and I kept myself to myself, being polite always and saying hello and, you know, introduce myself. And so, um, it you know, over like three months, uh, you know, you started to see a pattern. She'd be going out, people would be coming, coming in. And so as I was getting up, because at the time, well, even now, I was getting up early, um, because my focus was always on going to, I was waiting to have an operation, so my focus was always on getting fit mentally and physically ready for that operation. And so I was getting up early and doing all the meditating and all that other stuff, and she was coming in, which is fine, she was a young girl, she can do what she wants, it's her house. Um, and so she was with this guy, and he he was he was hitting her, and so the and apparently they were smoking crack, and the neighbour said, um, you know, he he's hitting her, and she comes in, and we give her food and stuff like that, and we we can hear it and all this, jazz, and this one particular time it was it was absolutely horrendous, honestly, it was absolutely horrendous. So they've had a fight. And um, she had, she didn't have a key, that was it. She didn't have a key. So the door was always open. The door was always open. She didn't have a key, the door was always open. And um, so you you could walk past and the door was open and you never really thought anything of it, like was she in or wasn't she in. Um, but this one particular time, he's absolutely, like, he's, he's completely, like, beat her up, like... <laughs> completely beat her up and um, the police have come she's been rushed to somewhere to the hospital she apparently she was in hospital police have come looking for him can't find him this one particular time he's not the police have knocked on my door but at this time we nobody knows what's going on all they know is that you know she's not been around for a while and they said, you know, basically, if you see him, let us know because he's gorged out of eye, he's raped her and he's beat her up. So at this point, like, you know, I don't know whether he's where he is. And so he's like, if you see him, let us know. I was like, right, okay. You know, in the back of my mind, I'm constantly thinking, don't say anything because you don't actually know where this guy is. They said that he keeps coming back and we'll keep coming back until we find him. So I was like, right, okay. Um, so, but where she was, you had to walk past her door to get up the stairs to my flat. So I always had to walk past the door. So at this point, this guy's a fugitive. Um, yeah, he's a fugitive because they're looking for him. Um, so this one particular time, they've kept coming back and they kept buzzing my buzzer to let them in. So they kept coming back. And this one particular time, he must have heard them. It was like, I don't know, um three o'clock in no it wasn't it was about six o'clock in the morning and um this I've let them in and um he must have heard them he's legged it up the stairs and there's like above there was like one two three three flights of stairs and at every every level there's another load of flats so he's gone up to the top flat which is one flight of stairs above me he's gone up to the top flat and climbed out of this little window and the police officer said if you see him then you must call us because um we want to see him anyway he was they didn't get hold of him i've had to continually walk past this um this flat not knowing whether he's in there or he isn't in there 
Um, it was it, it was quite horrendous. This one particular time, they still haven't caught him. And um, I've got up to go for a run. But before I got up, I heard this banging. So I've naturally assumed, oh, she must be back. I've heard this banging on the door. So you go through this massive door and then there's another massive door with a key code on it. I've heard this banging to a fault. She's obviously back and she's lost. She's left a key. So, or she's drunk, so she's kicking the door because if you kick it, you can open it. So, um, I just left it. So I got ready and I walked down the stairs. When I got down the stairs, the door, it was a massive door. It was like old Victorian house. It was a massive, massive door. A glass panel in the middle and it was wood round it. And um, if I tell you, when I got down the stairs, there was like, it was, it was like, um, I'll never forget it. It was it was cut in half. It was literally cut in half. So the glass pit, half of it was the glass was hanging off, and um, you know when you walked underneath it, uh, it could have fell and you know chopped your neck off. It was it, at the time I was I, I thought what the fuck is this? And the door was open to her flat, so I didn't know whether he he was in there or. I didn't know what was going on, but in my heart, in my head, I just thought, you know, bearing in mind, the police have told me that he's raped her, gorged out her eye, and this, that, and the other. So, you know, all types of stuff. I've just legged it. Oh, it was, uh, it was, it was the most horrendous, horrendous time ever. Um, at, at that point, it was just like. I, 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 I genuinely just I genuinely did not know I, I ran to the police station um, I couldn't get hold of anyone I, I, I rang my support worker in the morning just like is it safe for me to be in this environment um, and she was like we've got her somewhere safe I was like so basically I this isn't my issue and I'm in I've been exposed to this this guy is a fugitive and she's safe and I am I safe to be there basically uh, that you know uh, that might not seem like a big thing but actually it is a big thing when you know it's not how can I put it not not your problem but just like you don't expect to be in that situation um yeah and i mean eventually after a week they caught him and that was kind of a relief and then they came and moved all her stuff out and that was that was that was a relief I spent some time being able to sleep because imagine you're still walking past for almost a week now you're still walking past that door the doors open. Um, sometimes the light was on. Sometimes, so you didn't know whether it was. It was absolutely. It was. It was traumatic. It was. It was traumatic, and that. You know, yeah, it was. It was traumatic at the time. But that's just one incident of many different incidents of being in. And yet, granted, that could have happened. Um, in any place that you live but the point is is that it's never happened in any place that I've lived um, 
my adult years. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was a pretty um, difficult time and worrying time. Yeah, very worrying time. Anyway, this is Selena being perfectly imperfect, recording a story worth listening to. Um, this is one incident of my experience of homelessness and you know admittedly it wasn't all bad um you know I used the time I I would like to think that I kind of tried to use the time wisely to do a load of um other stuff so yeah but I will share all of the ups and downs um in my little blog have a great day